Welcome to Well Articulated. Oh, wow, that was high-pitched. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we started off, huh? <laughs> well, I, welcome back, you guys. It is well-articulated. Artic- dental podcast. I can't podcast. talk anymore. <laughs> dental <laughs> podcast. And we are rocking and rolling with Dr. Pareto. What's up? And Dr. Krava. What's happening? And the lovely me. The lovely Sam wow. The Wongster. lovely me. Dr. Wongster in a couple months. I know. If and we in a let you go. Months. I'm going to be official. Mm. And then I'm going to... After you're official, what do you need? CE credits. Yeah. Continuing education. Because... pretty important. The dental field is always changing. There's always stuff to learn. There's always stuff to learn. Especially in dental school, you only have four years to learn just your basic education, too. I know. And I want to become just as good as you guys. Mm. That is a compliment wow, to both of you guys. Oh, I was surprised. And I sign know. off. <laughs> the cash is in the mail. All right. Well, I'll hand it Dr. over to Prieto, you guys. Dr. Prieto, so you went through dental school. I then did. You, you, I did, you got through it. You, you became did? a doctor. Really? And then you went to uh, Prosto. So you had a little additional education there. I did. So that's not considered continual education. That's just a. He just wanted to different degree. be better than us. A bigger degree yeah, than just, just a regular general practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> you want specialty? Yeah, I mean they're, they're specializing, but continual education is for for anyone. Whether your GP, uh, if you're going to go do a graduate residency as well. Just and you that. being a specialist, you still take CEs, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and and we're required. I forget the requirement. How many hours you need? I think it's thirty every year. Like thirty or forty. And this year is a CE year in the state of Illinois. Every three years, you have to prove your CEs. So. But you need thirty hours every year. Yeah. Even the, oh, so you have to yeah. prove your hours every three years. Yes. But you need thirty in Illinois every year. I, I believe it is thirty. Okay. So that makes sense. before they used to be live, but now with COVID and stuff, I think they can take more of the online CE courses. Mm-hmm. So. I, w- I don't know for sure, but yeah, every three years we do have to have a certain amount of CEs that we have to prove. So um, we keep that in our docket. Uh, we hold on to the paperwork. We uh, digitize it, and then uh, we could prove it if they ask for it. But um, every three years, if you fill out the paperwork and send it to the state in time by the deadline, they usually don't ask for that CE the paperwork for it if you don't hit the deadline then they're going to ask you for it so you, you right, definitely yeah. want to yeah turn yeah, it in definitely. early i made a mistake my uh when i was a freshman director three years ago i'm giving all the lectures i'm going to the west side branch and i'm doing my powerpoints and i'm saying people it's a ce year i'm like you have to sign up for ces I forgot to sign up for my CEs that year. <laughs> so I ended up having to work with the Illinois State Dental Society, and I had to get my past three years of CEs, and I had to prove to it to the state because I missed the deadline. So if you don't miss the deadline, you really don't have to prove it. So 
take my word for it. It's not fun trying to get all those CEs. Um, <laughs> I do have copies of my stuff, and I do make scans of it. Um, if you're AGD, um, American General Dentist uh, Association, they do have something within their computer system where when you take CE courses, you just put it in so you can have, you know, just a basic, you know, basic database of your your CEs through them so but CE courses are really important for me being a general practitioner um, I had the ability of doing cleanings and scalings and fillings when I got out of school and it was really important for me to grow and do more so um, I love the fact that we had to do CEs I love the fact that they were mandatory because I always wanted to grow and improve myself and learn skill sets so when I sold my practice, um, after 20 plus years of dentistry, I was doing a lot of oral surgery. I was doing a lot of periosurgeries. I was doing a lot of stuff that a basic general practitioner didn't do. I was even doing ortho. I was placing implants. Um, There's a lot of stuff that typical general practitioners don't grow into, but I wanted to have the ability to do what I could and um, do it for my patients because it was important for me to keep our patients in our practice. Every time I sent someone out, you know, where's my confidence level? Patients kind of question if I'm sending out every time I have an extraction or if I have a root canal. They're like, what, what do you know about dentistry? So it was really important to keep it in-house for us. And the other important thing keeping it in-house was we're low to middle income. So a lot of people couldn't afford seeing the specialist. Mm -hmm. So they asked me to do certain things. And yeah, you know, the courses did help. Um, but sometimes I, I had to kind of learn on the run. You know, the patient knew, you know, this is the first time I was doing it. I told them they're my guinea pig. I gave them a discount on the work or I did it for free. Then after doing two or three of them, I felt confident to do it, you know. So but the CE courses helped me. Um, funny too, sometimes with the OS, um, the YouTube, I know this is a, a dirty YouTube. little secret. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't be using the YouTube to, to, to learn dental procedures, but there is some good dental surgeries on YouTube and some other, you know, some other computer places and stuff so um <laughs> you're using the, the um dr prieto you you're using the spear yes i'm yeah. on the internet yeah so you, you, <laughs> i am using the other the other uh, things uh, technological yeah. uh, <laughs> stuff to learn what other technological stuff can we learn from <laughs> see i'm such a gidget with this it stuff i'm horrible you got it down you, pat you, you, i mean you're not wrong i mean there there is i wouldn't say youtube is the source to go get CE or get, you know, learn No, something. I'm not saying no, that no, at no, all. No, 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 no. I'm just clarifying for everyone that, that we're not saying that, but there are some uh, uh, dentists on there that do have, you know, good pages that they put, you know, good informative videos on there that I've, I've used some stuff on there just to, there's some new system I'm using or mostly for surgical stuff. And I, I just watch them do it. It's kind of mm -hmm. fun seeing them go through their protocol and, and maybe I'll catch one thing that I'm like, oh, I like how he did that or yep. maybe she did that and just, you know, go for on that. On two speed? What? Two on speed? times two speed. Oh, I only God. do YouTube videos on times two. Yeah. <laughs> so then when you do your treatment, it like slows you down. So you do. He's like, oh, why is this quality. taking so long? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but continue. But yeah, uh, so... I think that that's very helpful. You can get that. It's obviously you wouldn't get official continued education credit for that, but I mean, it's a good source to, to see some procedures if you want to um, see how other people are doing it. Personally, um, 
where I've gotten a lot of mine recently because things are you know not live right now in person is through uh, Spears Education Course, uh, which is just a group that was I, I forget when it was founded, but just uh, Dr. Spear, Dr. Frank Spears, he founded this group and they just wanted to better themselves at dentistry and keep trying to do the, the best that they can. And they've just kind of, I think they've slowly built or they have a bunch of specialists and, you know, they have different people that speak on a variety of topics, whether it's actual procedures to, you know, practice management to just, you know, patient management, all that kind of stuff. And, and really all of it is, is super helpful. And so, you know, that's one of the paid for a course. It right? is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you pay for like a, like a subscription to their site and access to their videos. And okay. uh, they also have a. I think there there are places located in Arizona where you can go there to do hands-on hmm. courses, um, and you know they treat patients there too and and all that stuff. So it's like the Las Vegas Institute, like the yep. Panky Institute, so to yeah. to get better knowledge and do bigger cases. Yeah. It, it's it's really great stuff. I mean, again, even like like stuff they talk about composites, like it's, you you get little like you know pieces of information that you just apply to you know doing your everyday kind of stuff that you're doing like even hmm. even like a class two like they'll say something like oh okay yeah that's i didn't think of that or they'll have some technique that just makes things like turn out like the results be even better and then they have like the really difficult cases that they're they're doing with like very comprehensive with all the different di- disciplinary so um really good stuff and and i think with ce you know, you, you first want to go in and, and try to find things that you want to learn and, and you know add to your skill set too. And as you know, someone's going to be graduating soon, Sam. I think that's what you need. I think I tell all the students like, you know, you really can do whatever you want as as a GP. It's just you need to find the the right training, like the training or courses to be you know to feel like okay, I have a good idea of how to handle this procedure and and. You know, once you you feel comfortable, then you can start you know treating those patients. And you have to also be, I think, selective of those cases you're doing because if you do something like like if I did something that orthodontist was doing, if I did like mm-hmm. some Invisalign case or bra- like traditional bra- braces, like I'm going to be held to that standard. So I have to know how to tackle whatever may happen in that case. And so. I don't personally do a ton of like ortho stuff, but if I if I did, I would have to do the the training to feel that I could do it to the level of a specialist. And so And that's why, you know, I'm 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 happy you brought that up with ortho because they have some CE courses like a weekend course, mm-hmm. a crash course in ortho. Yeah, impossible. How long are the impossible. Courses? I took a 3-year course of ortho. Okay. So I ended up going once a month, and we we were working on cases. So those flight-by-night, one-weekend programs, oh, my God. You could do something irreversible on someone. You know, so I wouldn't wouldn't take an ortho course for two days and think you're an orthodontist. Mm -hmm. You know, even me taking a three-year course, I still wasn't completely comfortable with it. You know, I I ended up getting an orthodontist in our office to do more of the cases. Yeah. You know, because I was good at doing the other stuff, and I loved my surgeries, and I loved doing all that. Well, you know? the other thing, too, is that even if you're not doing those cases, like, just having the knowledge that you can talk to your patients and, and educate Correct. them. And, totally. and, you know, if it's going to go to the specialist within your office or somewhere else, like, you can be able to to recognize what they need and be able to, you know, again, educate them so they can make an informed decision about their treatment. And mm-hmm. then they go to the person that can actually uh, do the treatment. So. There are so many ways to get CE credits. In the past, um, 
it was a little more difficult. Now we got the internet thingy, and there's a lot of ways to get it through the internet. Um, but we do have a tripartite, um, which starts with the American Dental Association, goes down Illinois State Dental Society, and the Chicago Dental Society. Within those entities, um, we do offer CEs if you have that membership also. So um, when I first got out of dental school, I started going to the West Side Branch, the Chicago Dental Society, West Side Branch meetings. There's nine branches within Chicago Dental Society. And, you know, my father was going, and I was like, why am I going to these? But they gave CEs, and, you know, there was that cocktail hour before. And I talked about this before, the similar minds. So that was how we got our CEs in the past. We showed up. Um, live, we had dinner, and then we it's got a social an hour. Thing too, yeah, yeah, it's a social yeah, thing. Networking, that's good. Yeah. So then the other things, you know, we have like the midwinter meeting, like that uh, three three day event we just had this past weekend for the Chicago Dental Society. There's a whole slew of um, continuing education mm-hmm. within the the midwinter meeting. Um, there's other entities, you know, that we can get it to. And now with the internet thingy, there's a lot of companies that promote it. So there's a lot of different ways to do it um, through the state. Um, Illinois State Dental Society, they, they promote a lot of things too. So you keep your eyes out. Uh, there's CEs all over the place. And one thing I do tell the dental students, though, if they do finish most of their workup, um, some of the CE courses, if you're a dental student, they charge you half the price or give it to you for free. So there are some courses before you graduate, if you can get into some of those courses, they don't charge you. So when right, you get out, get <laughs> like when I was taking Mish implant, mm-hmm. those things were three to five to ten thousand dollars every time I went to see them. But that was the best quality implant. Yeah. He was the god of implants, so it was worth it for me. So I learned tons of surgery because I went to these big boy, you know, CEs. So there's big boy CE courses, and then there's the small one-hour courses or the three-hour courses. So, you know, it's your choice what you should do, but it is mandatory to have it on a state level. You do have to get your hours, but it's your choice as a practitioner which ones you want to take and which ones you want to grow into. So myself being a GP... I'm so fortunate that I took different CE courses because I had abilities. Mm-hmm. And I did what I was comfortable with, and I grew. And, and, and I think, I honestly, it's, it helps you avoid, like, getting stagnant. Like Totally. And like you say, if you're, you're talking about that composite or that class two preparation and you're seeing someone else do it or that surgery, that one little thing, just to make it that more efficient for yeah. you and put it in your repertoire makes it all that better. You became a better quality, you know, provider because you learned something else from someone else. Yeah. You Do know? they have hands-on CE courses? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, definitely. In the midwinter, they, they have hands-ons, too. Oh, so. okay. But, yeah, a lot of the, the some corporate entities and stuff, um, some implant companies, companies yeah. and stuff. So I would look at the implant companies because those are expensive. Yeah. So I would look at some of those implant companies in the next couple months for yeah, you, you graduating soon yeah, and have time like, on your hands. You reach out to like reps of implant companies or like um, like any, anyone distributing like instruments. Like they'll they'll locate C for you if you're like, hey, I'm looking for whatever this topic or okay. something, and they'll they'll find it for you, and can usually hook you up with like a deal. Okay. And of course they want the graduates just getting out of dental school yeah. because they want to promote their product and there's a lot of different products out there. So, 
you know, it's of course, if I was running that that show, I would like the newer of dentist yeah. to learn my systems because there's a lot of different systems out. Mm-hmm. So that's a good business from you know if I was running the show. But what was the longest CE course you've taken? That three year course three-year for one. the ortho and and the Mish too because Mish I did that over probably four or five years. And I was going to Florida. I was going to Las Vegas. All right, I don't uh, mind yeah, that. So, Let me travel yeah, I had to, to get some CE courses. <laughs> they were expensive courses, but, you know, it, we got to travel out, and I, I learned from the king. Mm-hmm. So I was very fortunate. Unfortunately, he passed away, bless his heart. But Mish taught so many people density, bone density. He, he had so many great ideas for implantology. He knew his stuff, so... I was very fortunate that I was taught by him. So yeah. now I can pass it on to you guys, you know, and then eventually you guys are going to pass stuff to me, you know. <laughs> you inspire me in certain ways too. So what we all help you? each what other. What was your longest? I, a lot of the stuff I've done were, were maybe like a weekend course, like long. I haven't the type of training to like do some of the more complex, like, like ortho, ortho, I haven't done anything like that. Before well, you had the three-year specialty program, sure. so you had some very complicated stuff. Yeah. I, I, I was fortunate to do a lot of surgery. Like, we did place a lot of implants and did a lot of surgery, so I felt leaving it, like, I felt very confident to just jump in or do it mm-hmm. and, and start doing those type of things. Now, I still, re- again, take C courses to review that stuff because things are changing. There's new products, new material that we're using for, for all that stuff, and so... You were just talking about a new membrane you're excited to put yeah, in. Yeah, I got um, like a little like tacking system to, to hold a membrane. So when you do, and when what's you, a membrane so for the you, people out there? Yeah, so when you, when you do a graft, sometimes... What's a graft? Okay, when you do a bone graft, when someone doesn't have... After extractionis. Right, there's extraction. <laughs> Uh, when someone's missing some bone and, and you want to kind of build that back because you're going to place an implant or, or something, uh, you use a membrane, which is uh, basically like a barrier that's going to protect the, the bone that you're placing there. It's little particles of bone because you want it to integrate with that person's uh, you know, native bone. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to like, let any other uh, tissue get into that space there. So the, the membrane is this little like blanket that it protects it. If that it's, soft tissue gets in the extraction socket... There goes there goes bye your bye. bone. So, so and it's very important to suture properly when yeah, you're doing those oh, too. Yeah. Tension free. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the tacking system basically it holds that blanket in place. Where whereas you usually can, with your suturing, kind of tuck it in and kind of hold it in place, which is fine. But in some cases where you're going to do a lot of grafting, then it's nice to have these little tacks that hold it in place. So I, I got that. I did a little research with it, oh, and wow. I was watching. Some the, the YouTube, watching the YouTube, and there, I took a, a not really a course that was about that, but it, it, it talked about it a little bit just so I could see some mm-hmm. some cases. So, do you find yourself only taking CE courses that pertain to prosthodontics? Nope, I do everything. So I I, I took one on endo diagnosis, like diagnosing like endo what? stuff, just cause I'm not doing it. But again, it's, you want to make sure that you're He's trying to, to impress the... the dental students he teaches. Like, oh, I know how to diagnose this too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, but you want to, you want to stay fresh on everything. So whether it's that or, you know, again, patient management stuff, just like 
That, that, that's really important too. Patient like, management's tall in CE too. They have a lot of patient management courses. So I could imagine, yeah. And um, that was great for my office staff because after we did, for say, the midwinter, um, we ended up closing our office for those three days. We mm-hmm. brought our office staff to the midwinter when I was live, when I was not virtual. Um, we brought them to the meeting and they saw their courses and they brought that back. And on Monday, we wanted reports mm-hmm. of what they saw. And we discussed that in our morning huddle or later that week, what they learned in their, you know, in their programs. Mm-hmm. Some of them were fantastic and some of them were like, eh, you know. Oh, so. There's some misses sometimes, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember one x-rays. It was a hands-on x-ray course and the girls were really excited about doing it. So we sent it to them and they really didn't learn too much. And I was kind of disappointed huh. with that. You know, they knew more than you know, a paid for course. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? You know, I trained them the way we're used to. I thought they might show them a little bit more or something, but it is what it is. We live and we learn and, you know, see some CE courses I took, I I really was like, why am I here Didn't type deal. From it. Makes sense. But other ones, it was just like, yes, oh my God, I can use this and I can bring this to my practice and I can't wait to use it. Mm-hmm. And then some things I couldn't wait to use, and we interacted it with the practice, and then it worked, then it fizzled out. So, you know, that's why we have to keep up on it, too, because there's so much going on within the dental office. It's like we have to treat our patients on a daily basis. We have the billing systems. We got phone calls. We got all this, and we lose light of certain things, too. So it's really important to keep the office staff up on some CEs, too. So it was really important for us as an office staff to include our office team, our team members, yeah. into the midwinter. Because mm-hmm. they, they were more part of the team then. Yeah, it, it's everyone. I mean, you want you want to see them grow, too. Yeah, I think for that sure. Keeps them, it keeps them motivated. But we did dinner the with them. We brought them out to dinner. We had a different environment. You know, for the holidays, we brought our office staff out for Christmas. Every Christmas, we took them out to dinner or something, did something different. Mm-hmm. Because that office environment, you're there every day. You know, it's a family practice. You're with them more than you are with your family sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not just the family pra- practice with the extension of family outside the practice. We're a family within. So there's multiple ways to look at the family practice. I know I discussed that before, and you will hear that again because I'm repetitive <laughs> and I tangent and I enjoy talking about this stuff. So, Sam, what do you want to learn once you graduate? What mm. are things are you interested in? Oh, man. Um, I think. Question there. <laughs> Well, if you graduate, oh, if I graduate. Oh, oh, dun, dun. okay. Well, don't laugh. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> who signs your checks? Because I, I talk to them. Dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know who does. Actually, <laughs> what inspires you the most in dentistry right now? What? Um, I think just helping the patients and like seeing the patients' reaction on me, like easily, just doing so like it's that feeling like it's Helping not others feeling? yeah i would say a that compassionate empathetic yeah. type feeling yeah or? i think my favorite and i haven't done denture cases lately because i've gotten them gotten those requirements kind of out of the way but whenever i would deliver dentures or like partial dentures even like 
that initial reaction the patient has when they first look in the mirror, like that's my favorite. And I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like, oh, like, yeah. you look so cute. <laughs> my favorite one, they were walking out of the office. Of course, I love the hugs. You know, mm-hmm. some of my patients gave me big old hug after. But when they're smiling and they're totally numb and they're like, thanks, doc. And the lips like, hey, and they're trying to smile. And it's like, yeah. But that, that's kind of, kind of funny. Yeah. But going back to Dr. Pareto's question, I think the first thing I want to learn is, getting used to having doctor in front of my name um <laughs> and second there's a course for that perfect can't wait um crash course crash <laughs> it takes three years there's initiation so. <laughs> with it too yeah <laughs> um and i think that's i think one of the reasons why i'm doing in aegd is just to like hone my skills on like time management of each procedure and like all the procedures um and then i think coming out from there i'll kind of base what c courses i want to take from there because obviously like if i get stronger in let's say endo than os there then maybe take some more os like classes just want to be just as good as you, Dr. Caraba. Oh, my <laughs> I just it's like true. being well-rounded. I want to do it all. Yeah. And I, I want, want you to guys to grow into dental warriors and do quality work and do the right thing. You yeah. know, we've lost sight of that with the dental corporations and stuff. So I think it's very important to give the best quality we can. I've changed a lot of people's lives, you know, just yeah. seeing the health on people and the happiness and the best stories I have, you know, I, there's multiple, but working that volunteer stuff like the uh, Mission of Mercy. We, um, I run that uh, lab, the Prostol lab side of it, and just making the flippers for people that can't even afford dental work and seeing the tears in their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the best, and that's all volunteer work. We're not even getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And that is just so heartfelt because these people don't have a pot to piss in. And making them teeth, it's just, it's so wonderful. We have a skill set we can help other people. And just the, like I was saying, the health change on people. Um, I had so many patients that we changed their health. And there was another aspect of dentistry that I love so much. We found high blood pressure on people. We found diabetes on people. You know, there was so many cool things. That was actually the class I attended at the mid winter meeting this past weekend because mm-hmm. UIC requires the students to like write a small report on like a lecture they went to and they were talking about um, having like dental clinics be like a primary care facility because of how closely related like the dental and medical professions are even though like so many people in the general public think they're so different and we like we don't talk to each other and they were saying that we're a point of entry for patients. Like, I think one of, of the times. statistics was um, like 85% of the US, like U.S. adults go visit their dentist like twice a year compared to, I think it was like 40% of people going to see their primary care physician. Like yeah. it was a crazy statistic we've had patients you know we've even seen it in the dental school that we need them to see a medical doctor before we start any treatment yeah because the worst we want to happen is make them unhealthier if they have an unhealthy situation so 
but men are notorious to do not see the medical doctor. Come on, boys. Yep, yep, yep. And the six foot five men scare the heck out of me in the chair. When they see that needle, they melt. Then I see a five foot two woman. She's like, bring it on. It's like, yes. <laughs> okay, so we extended this one out a bit. A this bit, was yeah. a fun one, though. Yeah. I'm glad. Good I learned job, a lot. Thank a you. I can't can't wait to take some courses and learn all that I could learn. Just become a professional student. I feel like I already am. Done student of life. Student of life. Learn something new every day. Practice new things. And that's what you'll be practicing in the dental office. And practicing in your GPR program. Woohoo. That's what it's all about. Woohoo. Well, on that note, uh, thank you for everyone who tuned in and is listening. Yeah. Uh, keep up with us on Facebook. Give us a like, a follow, even on Spotify, Anchor, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all those good platforms. The Internet. The, Internet, the, Internet. the YouTube, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to write us some funny, I don't know, joke or something like that Sense you want to hear next art. time, uh, email us at well.articulated at gmail.com and we'll see you guys next time. Later. Goodbye. Thank you. Hey everybody, Dr. Krabber here, a.k.a. The Beast. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to follow and subscribe. And of course, listen to us every Sunday when we have new releases. Thank you so much for being with us. And remember, brush your teeth, floss those teeth, and drink water after the sweets. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. Why, thank you, sir. Our podcast, Well Articulated, is a creation developed by professionals, dentists, and student dentists, which is an opinionated-based podcast for those interested in dental and general health issues, with storytelling and fun facts in between. This disclaimer covers the following entities, Chicago Dental Society, Illinois State Dental Society, University of Illinois Chicago, Midwestern University, and American Student Dental Association.